Okay, because I live far away from the radio station. I was ready to plug in and do all the ready stuff that I was ready to do to come on Zoom. I said, okay, good. I can do this from the house. Internet went out. <laughs> AT&T out doing something. I'm like, God almighty. Then I have to drive all the way to the radio station, get here to the radio station, and I don't know what happened, but the air condition was out. Now, I don't know about who's dealing with hot flashes or can we even talk about that in the church forum, but... uh. Between these hot flashes and this air being off, my attitude was like, I don't want to laugh about nothing. I got to get out of here. And so some kind of way the air just jumped back on, so I'm grateful for that. So if you see a little sweat on my brow, it's the anointing, and it's, it's just because it's cooling down. If you see some black coming down from my brow, it's just a little, you know, temporary color. Don't let that bother you all as well, because that's funny. Because I was really bothered, and he made it right so we could talk on today. So he said, laugh with me, Genesis 21, 6 and 7. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who heard, hears about this will laugh with me. She added, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a child, yet I have borne him a son in this old age? I want to say this is funny. But it's not funny. As the woman of God said earlier today, if you told me at 91, if you tell me now at 54, you could have told me at 20 that I was going to birth a child. I would say, I am gonna be, not going to be able to do it, just like she said. But especially at 54, but imagine at 90-something years old, birthing a child. I already told you my nerves are bad with the hot flashes, let alone trying to push something that I'm not prepared to push and go through changes for somebody else. Laugh. She thought it was funny when he told us she was going to do it. And many of us thought it was funny when God told us we were going to do what we're doing now. You, God showed me the ending before the beginning. He showed me that I would be right here in the middle of Third Ward, downtown Houston, talking on the radio. Not only talking on the radio, but being a part owner of the station, being the CEO of the radio station, right down the street from a place that was my captivity. Harris County Psychiatric Ward. When I was sitting in there, I felt like Sophia from the color purple. When I sat in that jail and I sat in that jail. When I sat in that place of mental illness, I heard so many prophets. I heard so many preachers. I heard so many teachers. They had to write that word out of season. They couldn't handle the anointing of what God had given them. And it could run you crazy. Because they had a big calling but they were not prepared for a big calling. I had a big calling, but I wasn't prepared for such a calling. I had the gifts to lay hands on the sick and they would be healed. I have the gift of calling out demons and they come out. But what happened was I said yes and didn't say no. Let me say it again. I said yes to God, but I still said yes to the devil and never told him no. So I tried to walk out the plan and purpose that he had for my life and what he showed me. He showed it to me in technicolor. He showed me laying hands on people. He showed me casting out demons. And when I saw people falling out, I got excited and I thought, man, I could use that at McDonald's if the line is long. I can go through the line and just lay hands on somebody and they fall out get out of my way. I thought it was all jokes till it wasn't funny anymore. People were getting delivered. Demons were coming out, but they were going in here. And the problem with that is I could not handle what I was hearing, seeing. What I saw was real. And I, I beg to differ with people who say they walk in the spirit. Some of them don't really do that because if we were walking in the spirit every day for real, for real, 
it would terrify us because if we saw that that was a little demon over there messing with the computer and saying, let me unplug this and let me make the music sound muted and let me make them all sound like they don't hear each other because God is not the author of confusion. And so what we think are technical problems are really spiritual problems because the enemy is the prince of the airway. So if he knows that deliverance is going to come forth, he going to tamper with the airways. So if we really saw that it was some little demon and some imps that are doing that, we would get mad and try to fight them in the natural when really it's a spiritual thing. So today we come here and we know that we need people that not only can cry with us, but laugh with us when we get what we finally believe God to get. Can I tell you that you're going to find more people, and I don't want to sound, you know, pessimistic, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be negative, but you will probably find more people who will mourn with you than you will those that will laugh with you. You will find more people who will say, poor you. You will find more people who will bring you some hot soup. You will find more people who will sit in your place of mourning with you then you will find those that will laugh and joy and laughter and happiness with you when you finally get what appeared to be impossible for you to get. This pandemic has been a blessing and a curse all at the same time. The blessing of it is two years ago, I passed away. And right when the pandemic hit, I just knew that I was going to be traveling. I was going to be traveling to run away from grief. I was going to be hopping planes and doing all kinds of stuff, not just to have a good time, but to get away from the fact that I was going to be grieving. As the woman of God said earlier about being a caregiver, I was my mother's caregiver. And so to see her transition and not to remember and, and not to be able to talk, that was painful for me. And I was mentally and spiritually drained. So I thought I was going to be traveling because I was free to do what I needed to do. But then here comes this old pandemic. And everybody say, stay at home. He said, stay at home, and now I got to stay at home. Again, I sat outside on the patio, and I felt like Oprah again. I sat on that patio, and I sat on that patio. And he began to tell me to garden. Never did it a day in my life. Daddy used to try to teach me, and didn't want to know that, no parts of that. I began to garden, and as I was gardening, I began to cry. And as I began to cry, he would say, plant this, plant that. Then when I saw stuff coming up, it started doing something for me. Then he started saying, I want you to play some golf. I always played golf, but I was like, I had bought a little golf thing to practice on in the backyard and I was hitting that ball. And what he was doing was allowing me to do it for 30 minutes a day. It was keeping my focus going. Hitting the ball into a tiny hole as many times as possible without missing a hole. What are you doing, God? I'm teaching you how to focus. Then the fact that he made me stay at home for those two years and do what I needed to do to take care of home. Because as a caregiver, I had no time to take care of anything but my mother. Not even myself. There were some things he caused me to do for myself. I said this to say this. God will show you the end of a thing before the beginning of the thing. And because you saw the end of the thing, you think the beginning will never happen. You think that it will never come to pass because all of this stuff that's in the way is stopping you from allowing you to get what he told you you could get. Naomi said, don't even call me Naomi. Call me Myra because I'm bitter. She said, God made her bitter. God makes us better if we sit down long enough to listen for what he's doing. So at the end of the day, 
I had to sit on that patio for two years, but on sitting on that patio, he had to purge me of some things that I didn't even know I needed purging of. He had to fix some insecurities. He had to fix some doubts. He had to fix some fear. He had to teach me how to be me without the person that was the most important to me. I didn't know who Jerry was apart from who Verdell Beasley was. That was my inspiration. That was my mother. She's still my mother. But at the end of the day, we get our identity sometimes from other people. We get our identity sometimes and for what we do. And so the pandemic came to show us our identity is not on the job. Our identity is not in that relationship, but our identity should be found in Christ. Because when we look to him and look towards the hills and not capital hill, for which cometh our help, he'll begin to show us who we really are. And we'll begin to find out we some bad somebodies. When Minister Babin got on here and started praying, I, I don't know her like that. But when she prayed, I knew her like that. I'm like, go ahead, woman of God. Pray us through. Remove this static. Uproot this thing. Get this mess out of our way. Because we got some laughing to do. Now, I told you, for years I had bipolar. For years I was clinically depressed. My mother said when I got out of the mental institution, she said, give me one year of your time. Don't talk to those friends you've been hanging out with. Don't go nowhere. Let me work with you. Well, I ain't had no money. I had no place to go. So go ahead and work on me. So she worked with me. But in the middle of her working with me, I had to work with God. He said, yeah, the medication is what you need, but you also need me. So anybody taking medication or know anybody on schizophrenia medication or anybody that's bipolar and they're taking medication, I never advocate don't take medication. I'm delivered from the medication for over 25 years, but I don't advocate don't take it. Take it. Until God tells you not to take it. Only when he tells you to take it. Because I needed the anointing to destroy that yoke. And I needed a prayer warrior. And I went to Harvest Time Church. And Bishop Shelton Beatty at that time laid hands on me. And called that spirit of lunatism out of me. And so I was set free and delivered at that moment. And so there are times where God will put you to the side. And it seems like he forgot. But he didn't forget. He has plans for you, and if we get bitter, we'll never get better. He has a place just for you, and he's getting ready to call you into the game because you've been sitting on the sidelines for such a time as this. In the natural, I wasn't the first choice to be the speaker at this time. But in the spirit, God says, it's you. I'm calling you in the game. As I was listening to the women give their testimonies, man, I was blessed. First of all, I heard Minister Andrea Moore say she's had cancer. She's had it several times. Children had cancer. Family had cancer. So we come against the spirit of cancer, and we talk to those blood cells that they line up according to the word of God in the name of Jesus. And she breaks the curse, and we pray, Nahum 1 and 9, that affliction will not rise a second time. So we thankful for God because she was able to fight through it and come to it and talk to us today about it. Then I heard Bobby say she lost a child. Had a young lady hit me up, and I went to my first child's funeral a couple of weeks ago. Never been to a baby's funeral in my life. Little tiny baby was only 12 weeks old, but the baby passed, and she's struggling right now. And I told her, baby, as much as I love you and as much as I want to talk to you, I don't know what to tell you because I've never been in those shoes. But, Bobby, you have. 
And so even in the midst of tragedy, God burst ministry and calling and purpose in the things we've been through. I don't know the Greek and the Hebrew. I just know that she's been through. I know crazy. So he sends me to places that are dark, lost, and desolate to set captives free. And I just believe he's sending Bobby to people who need to be set free from grief, anguish, disappointment, frustration. Losing a child's got to be the worst thing that's possible happened to you. You said the job is something. He said, you're not on a job, you're on an assignment. I didn't send you to a job, I sent you to an assignment. And when we begin to recognize that we're not going just going places just to go, we've been assigned to go, it hits a little different. We move a little different. And then we get more fulfilled because now we know that we're serving our purpose. I heard Miss Freeman say, when mama prays, things happen. I wrote a play over 25 years ago, when mama prays, things happen. Because as I said, mama spoke me into sanity. Mama declared who I was when I didn't want to be who I am. When a mama prays, a real mama, I'm talking about a real mama. When she prays, things happen. Now, what happens is things get real messy at first, okay? I didn't know my mom. I did know because I was stumbled in and listened to her talking about put her in a place where she has to seek you. That's in the play, too. I'm like, what you talking about putting me in a place where I had to seek? He put me in jail for a minute. I had to seek him. Lord, get me out. He put me in a mental institution. Lord, what is this? These folks crazy for real. I was just playing. So when a mama begins to pray, Put them in a place where they have to seek you, baby. You better be prepared to get a call. Mama, mama, these people talking about, these people talking about. That's right, let them talk because you needed to be in a place because you were too foolish to get it while you were free. Then we, or not we, you as mothers sometimes want to get in God's way when you prayed, Lord, put them in a place where they had to seek you. So it's going to get a little messy before it gets clean. But you got to allow it to get messy. My mother used to pray this prayer. Make her an enemy to the enemy's camp. So anytime I went by the drug house or anytime I went by somebody's house who was doing something wrong, it would get hot. The police would start coming over there. And people would say, get away from here, Jerry. You were jinxing us. I became an enemy in the enemy's camp. And the enemy didn't even want to fool with me. So I encourage you to pray that. When you are praying, Mama, and he said, because Miss Freeman is praying, she's praying not only for her children, she's praying for other people's children, and she's a much-needed midwife. Every mama needs some backup. Every prayer warrior needs somebody that can back them up. When Minister Babin was praying, I wanted to back her up. It was just like in the world. If you got in full of fight, you needed a real one to come on and say, girl, come on, let's get them. You got their feet, I got that neck. So every prayer warrior needs a prayer warrior. And that's who you are, Miss Freeman. Then I heard Miss Caden say, you don't, he said, the Lord said to her, you don't have a crazy family. You have a target, that, you have a family that has a target on their back. But the blood of Jesus is covering them and bringing them through. But it's going to come through your declaration. It's going to come to you speaking their sanity, that they're who my mother said they were the head and not the tail, the above only and not beneath. They may be doing some crazy things, but they're not crazy. They just targeted and they're just in position for you to bring them through, through the power of agreement, the power of prayer. Then I heard Sister Gessie, I hope I'm saying it right, I didn't get it right, but prayer 
a release of Social Security benefits for her niece. I remember when my sister retired from a job and she did it early and she withdrew too early and the IRS ended up taxing her and she was going to have to pay $14,000 and we prayed this prayer. I'm not telling you that, I'm not telling them to send no money and that's the prayer cloth and all that. I ain't telling you that. I'm telling you what we did. We prayed the prayer. Lord, wherever the blockage is, wherever the holdup is, we pray release. Pray the prayer release. And two weeks before my mother passed, my sister was released for $14,000 debt to the IRS. In that same two weeks, she did her own Social Security papers to file for Social Security because she had to quit her job to take care of my mom. They weren't going to give it to her. But then they sent her her eligibility where she was able to get it and that money was released. So we pray in agreement with you that whatever is held up from your daughter, your niece, be released in the name of Jesus and that she would have good God sense to do what is right by it and use it for what it's for. I heard Nakia times 100 say the weapons, he said, the weapons are forming for you. He said the weapons are forming for you to develop your spiritual fighting skills, Nokia. As long as you stand against it in prayer and obedience. I don't know if we're still on. I hope that we're still on. I heard that it said the recording stopped, so I don't know if the host fell off. I'll wait till she comes back just in case. I'm only waiting just to make sure that we're still on. Okay. And that the host can come back. Hold on. And because I'm recording for the podcast as well, I'm going to keep on talking, just a little talk. But in right now, we're having some technical difficulties, but the difficulties about to end in just a moment as Miss Batman is getting ready to come back to the platform for us. One thing about it, <laughs> modern technology is not as modern as we thought it was. It still has glitches and problems and systems that need to be worked out. It's all right because it's going to be worked out in just a moment. So thank you all for tuning in to us. Uh, this beautiful conference that I'm being blessed to be a part of on today. For those that are listening by way of KCOHradio.com, KCOH TV, the Boost app, tune in, Alexa, BBC Global OS, 
Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you for tuning in. This is an interruption to your daily broadcasting on today because I had to come to the radio station to do what I thought I was going to be able to do at home. But look how all things work together for the good of the Lord who are called according to His purpose. We are now able to be heard globally in this conference as well by way of KCOHradio.com, KCOHTV, the full staff, TuneIn, Alexa, and BBC Global OS. Are we on? Please, if somebody's in the chat can tell us if if, if we're able to go forward, because I don't want to hold us up. Well, I can hear you. I don't know about anybody else. Okay, good, good. Okay. I can hear you. Okay, can good. Well, you. okay, well, good. Well, well, y'all didn't tell me nothing. Okay, thank you for hearing. Thank you, man. As I said. Okay. Well, the enemy meant for bad, God turned it around for the good because we're not only on this, but we're also on the radio as well because I had to come to the radio station. But I appreciate each and every one of you. And I had a word for Vivian Green. She was on there and she was talking about being retired. He said, not retirement, but release to be better for a greater purpose. So you've been released to be better for you, to you. For a greater purpose. So there's some things he's going to do in the midst of this downtime. Even with the long COVID, we just believe God with you that it's short. Okay? They called it long, but this time is up. We sick of COVID and sick of it attacking people's bodies and all that. And so we Thank don't have you. to deal Thank with you that. So much. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we don't have to deal with stuff that God has not called us to deal with. He's just setting captives free on today and forevermore. And we're going to walk in that power because the enemy came in through the spirit of the pandemic, but at the same time, God shows his glory. And so many of us have testimonies of what God has done because in the midst of stuff stopping and stuff having to be put on hold, we found skills in us that we didn't even know we had. I can scan this poll, and I'm pretty sure people are doing stuff they've never done before. The fact that we're able to come together on the Internet we didn't do that before. We didn't do Zoom as much as we do Zoom now, but we're still able to get a word. When she said earlier today, lift up your purses. I don't have a purse, and I'll be honest, I don't carry a purse because I'm forgetful like that. I leave a whole purse behind. I was somewhere the other day, and I took a little tote bag with me. I said, well, let me at least put my keys and my phone and this and that since I'm going on this boat, and took a tote bag. I got to talking and walked away and left a whole tote bag. So the purse thing, it, it don't work for me. Sometimes my purse is up here. Yeah, I know I'm not alone with the people put, okay, whatever. I know I'm not alone on that. And so we're talking about laugh with me. I want to encourage each and every one of us today to deal with inward insecurities. Can I say that? Because a lot of times we don't deal with inward insecurities, so it's hard for us to laugh for others. It's hard for us to root on others. But what I like about this whole assembly of people today is that they got on and they were ready to have a good time. They got on with another sister and they were able to show that they had a peppermint, they had this in their purse, and they were excited. They were laughing together. Do you know that, like she said, one can put a thousand, but two tens of thousands? If we find and ask God to send us those that can laugh with us in our laughing moments, how much we can get covered because we have taken out the time to deal with our own inward insecurities. Those things that have us looking at another sister side-eyed and sideways when she's being blessed or doors are being opened. The one lady said she had to fight cancer two times. Why would we be envious of somebody who had to fight cancer two times and that now God is opening doors and blessing her? Because that blessing, trust and believe, cost her something. It may still cost her things 
and she goes through life and had to go through the treatments, had to go through seeing loved ones with it. The other sister said she had some things going on in her life, got her credit card number taken, and they tried to take money out of her account. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and the thief of insecurity has come to steal, kill, and destroy good relationships. We're looking at folks side-eyed and don't know what they had to go through to get to where they are today to be a benefit and a blessing to each and every person. Somebody's testimony today set somebody else free. Somebody didn't know that that sister went through cancer. Somebody didn't know that sister had her money stolen. Somebody didn't know when she plugged up her phone. But I know one thing when she said that I unplugged my phone because it made me nervous. Plugged up her phone and saw smoke and all that coming up. Mm -mm. But I need to know that. Like, girl, you did have that on the charger too long. Somebody didn't know that. Somebody didn't know that, hey, we don't have to cancel this conference, but we can get on Zoom and bring a group of women together. Somebody didn't know when one speaker was not able to make it, there was a speaker who was ready to make it. Somebody needs to know. So when we say, God, deal with me first, take out the insecurities that are in me, so I can be a better version of me to somebody else. Then we can all come together and see the manifestations of some things happen. Even as we speak now, the conference host's computer went down, I believe. But at the end of the day, the conference will still go on. Why? Because God knows that the agenda is for us to come together to see captive set free. The agenda today is to encourage somebody don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil take your laughter because when he takes your laughter, when he takes your joy, he has taken your strength and we all need to be strengthened for this journey. It's the anointing that makes it look easy but baby living is living for real. Stuff happens on a continuous basis and as I said earlier, stuff is happening even as we're trying to make this happen. But nonetheless, when we make God our focus and put a laugh in our spirit, laughing not because we didn't think he could, but laughing because we didn't know we could stick with it. Laughing because we didn't give up when life looked like it gave up on us. Laughing with joy because we now finally see what he showed us in a dream. I declare and decree that that what he has shown you in a dream and a vision of greater is manifesting even as we speak now. And that the tears that come to try to distract and destroy are being plucked up at the right time. I declare and decree that the six feet social distancing was prophetic from God. If anybody really thinks about it, there were some people, places, and some things that you needed to distance from and didn't have the heart to do it. Baby, for me right now, it's all about COVID, nah, COVID out there. I can't. I, who all going to be there? Oh, no, nah, I can't make it COVID out there. He gave me a way out. He gave me a plan, a way of escape for some things and people and places that were no longer beneficial. So if we all would take time to really pay attention, God is in the midst of all of this. And he came to set us free from false obligations now that our steps can be ordered and not obligated. Teaching us that no is a complete sentence. When you don't feel it, you don't feel it, and you don't have to own it. Teaching us that by his stripes that we can be healed. Teaching us that even though we have some off moments, we're not off because we're on in him. Teaching us 
that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that we can find joy and contentment in knowing who we are and whose we are, knowing that if he called us to it, he will bring us through it. That's the laughter that we can have. It doesn't have to be a fake laugh. It doesn't have to be uh, something to do just to make people think or like in the world of social media. Everything we see on social media is not real. But there are some of us who are really living life in real time and still having joy in spite of what's going on all around the world. In spite of the gas prices being as high. It just makes me limit where I don't need to go as far as I'm concerned. That if I'm there, trust and believe it was somewhere I needed to be and wanted to be. That's what life is and that's what joy is. Joy will cause you to have a laughter. That no man can steal because you know that no man did this. 91, 90 years old to have a baby. You know nobody did that but God. And Abraham had a part to play. But you know nobody did that but God. Where you are now, as opposed to where you were even two years ago, you know good and well. Nobody did that with God. The fact that you didn't clap back when somebody disrespected you the way they disrespect you, you ought to know nobody did that but God. And sometimes people wonder why I'm laughing when they're talking. And sometimes I'm laughing because I say nobody but God is keeping me from headbutting you. All this lying you do right here in my face and act like I don't discern that. <laughs> My mother used to tell me all the time, you getting this whooping not because you lied, but because you tried to play with my intelligence. And then she'd give a little smirk, and there go that belt. And I believe that God is giving certain people in certain places and some things that laughed at us a whooping. Because <laughs> they tried to play with your purpose. We even got a whooping because we tried to play with our own purpose, thinking that we couldn't do it because we were too old. When he said, now is the right time. Because you got more wisdom than you had two years ago. Hopefully if you took time out with God. You have more patience than you had two years ago. You're more discerning than you were two years ago. You know now that really where your help really comes from. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever you are. You know it isn't Capitol Hill. It is looking toward the hill. Because our faith and our trust is in God. And when you know that for real, for real, you can laugh for real, for real. And call somebody else to laugh for real, for real. I pray right now, I don't know how much time I have, but as I come to a close, I pray that we leave here today and find the laugh that's in us. Because God gave us a laugh. Even the very thing that we thought was funny, because we didn't think it was true, laugh at ourselves that it did happen. I had to laugh. I chuckled when I came in here and this air wasn't on. I'm chuckling now as the sweat go down. The air's on now, but it's taking a minute. I don't know. I had to laugh. Like, God, ain't this something this devil? Yeah. So find something on a daily basis. I've been encouraging people because it's Mental Health Month. Take your mini vacation every day. And I'm not talking about you got to go to Expedia or nobody. You ain't got to buy no high-priced tickets. Find some place where you can get for 30 minutes to an hour with a tablet. Get quiet, just you and God. I love water. I love being outside, so that's my thing. Whatever your thing, if that's sitting in the bathroom, on the toilet, that's your business. Don't post that, okay? Don't do that. But get somewhere for 30 minutes to an hour. Get quiet and say, God, pour into me. 
speak into me. And as he does, begin to write what he tells you to do. And then as you begin to write, you start laughing. Why? Because he's already done it. You just was too distracted to see that there's some things we're asking for. He's already done it or in the midst of doing it even as we speak. But we've been distracted. If we remember the joy of the Lord is our strength, we'll laugh more because we know that we've been called to be strengthened, to strengthen somebody else. I pray that this has been a blessing to somebody on today. I pray that it spoke something to you on today, and I pray that you could have heard me on today. God bless. Amen. God bless you, women. Let's go ahead and unmute. In the name of Jesus, we thank God for this word. We are praying into you. We're praying into you. We thank you, God, for bringing the obedience of this God, to speak this word over these ladies. And despite anything else that happened, God, you have to say, we declare in the name of Jesus every force of darkness that attempted to come against her or any woman on this platform is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Pray into her. 